When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, welcome back to another episode of Rock M Reacts. For the first time this season, coming off of a loss here at Faroe Field, LSU wins 49-39. Uh, we saw a game in which the offenses combined for over 1,000 yards, plenty of heroics from both Brady Cook and Jaden Daniels. Uh, we saw stellar first half from the Mizzou defense, and then the second half faded away towards the end there. Um, team was largely outscored in the second half, and LSU gets the game ceiling pick six at the end of the day. We'll start off with kind of the headline of, of this game was the perimeter matchups between wide receivers and defensive backs, kind of on both sides of the ball. LSU's secondary was reeling coming into this game a bit. Mizzou's receivers were hot. LSU's receivers were red hot, but so was Mizzou's secondary as well. So first and foremost, kind of on both sides, how do you evaluate how some of Mizzou's guys held up against LSU's talent? It was kind of a, you know, tale of two halves. In the first half, we saw Missouri's offense. It seemed like they were just clicking going right down the field. Burden was getting open. Mookie Cooper... You know, he had a nice game as well. And, yeah, it seemed like Missouri receivers, they were just picking up yards in the first half. But then something kind of just changed in the second half. LSU's offense came to life for sure in that in the final two quarters. And it was kind of what Mizzou was doing through the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw Burden was incredibly involved in that first half. Really didn't get a ton of looks. I believe only one reception in the second half. They didn't go for many yards. Uh, Theo Weiss had a solid game. Mookie Cooper had a solid game as well, I believe. A season high, and might be a career high with Mizzou of 80 yards, seven catches. Um, so, I mean, I think they held up against Zai Alexander for LSU did have a pretty solid game, led them in tackles as well. So I think it was it was a somewhat improved LSU defense this week, but Mizzou still took advantage of their weak points. And to your point, Taylor, two halves, I think that the Mizzou secondary really held up well. You saw Rakestraw was really fiery early in this game, physical, getting after it. KAD made some great plays throughout the game, but... That second half, it, it's tough to contain Daniels' neighbors, Brian Thomas, et cetera, for four quarters, and you saw that today. You know, it, Daniels escaping, we'll get into later on, but Thomas and neighbors are just such tough matchups, and they still ended up with over 200 yards combined, uh, a pair of scores, I believe. So it's tough. It was a matchup of future NFLers on both sides. It was really entertaining to watch throughout. I think I, I don't look at the struggles of this defense, and this will kind of segue us into that. I don't look at KAD and Ennis as any part of that issue for the most part. It, it's it's really elsewhere. We saw, you know, Johnny Walker uh, get ejected from this game due to unsportsmanlike penalty, apparently spitting on a player, according to the referee's hot mic, which, as Drink was said, postgame is inexcusable, especially for a defensive end that came into this game as arguably this team's top pass rusher um, and was really needed going up against a guy like Daniels. Secondary struggled at times. I mean, safety pass coverage was still, it's been a concern for really the past year and a half, and it was still there. 
and the defensive pass rush without Johnny Walker was really non-existent. Uh, and after containing Daniels well in that first half, he had plenty of lanes to scramble through in the second. So just kind of your level of concern with the defense moving forward and also just kind of how they were able to handle a running quarterback like Daniels when they knew coming in that was a huge part of this game. Well, yeah, we have to first think about just how great of a quarterback Jaden Daniels is. And, you know, there's not that many like him in college football, but it was concerning, you know, you want Mizzou to be able to be up there with those elite teams in this defense that we've kind of praised for the last, what, season and a half now, kind of collapsed. I mean, it was a thousand total yards combined by both offenses. But, you know, Daniels, there was a lot of, I know in that touchdown run, it seemed like there's a lot of bad angles on that quarterback draw that he scored for, I think it was, what, 35 yards out. And then on that same play, I think Drinkwood said someone, you know, wasn't in contained for the quarterback. So that was very alarming, but he also had, you know, another huge scramble on the next possession that ended up being the touchdown to neighbors that ultimately sealed the game. And then he had that third and nine conversion down here for 14 yards. So overall, it wasn't, you know, impressive by the defense today mm-hmm. and them containing a mobile quarterback. My level for concern for the defense, I still wouldn't say I'm like all the way there for that. Um, you like LSU, they put up what seven hundred something yards, six hundred something yards against all this yeah. last week. So this was this it's week. a very very it's the best offense in the SEC. So my level of concern still isn't it isn't alarming. It's a bit concerning that you know for two weeks in a row, like last week against Vanderbilt, Ken Seals eventually he eventually got hot and started throwing some touchdowns there. But you know this Mizzou defense, as we can see, isn't the twenty twenty two defense. Mm-hmm. It's it's still pretty talented, but um, you know it's not on that level of expectation that you had coming into this year, I would say. Yeah, and I think it's 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 you don't you're not getting the same push up front that you did last year, which is odd because at defensive tackle you have virtually the same personnel. Defensive mm-hmm. end obviously is fairly different, but you'd expect a little bit better on that front. I think to your point about the angles, I to me sometimes it just looks like and I don't know how you go into the game with this, but that the some defenders just underestimate Daniel's speed. Like he was yeah, that's flying was by thing. guys and it just it looked like they were stunned by kind of how quick he was out in the field and it's the type of thing you probably can't really understand until you were out there going against him. But still, at the end of the day, you need better, I mean, better angles. But I also just think we had arms on him a couple times throughout that game, and people couldn't bring him down. A lot of that is just credit to Daniels being an incredible mm-hmm. player. He's been doing that since his Arizona State days. Um, but defense has to be better. LSU is going to get its explosive plays. It's going to put numbers up on everybody. But there's certainly still concerns that you got to take away from this one. Um, but... Moving on to another kind of concerning uh, position group from today, the, the special teams unit, which it was up and down. It's been up and down kind of throughout the mm-hmm. season. Harrison Mevis with that, that 44-yard attempt that missed kind of ended up being a pivotal moment in the game. He did, of course, hit a 50-yarder as well. You had a 17-yard punt at one point, but then you also had a, I mean, I forget, it was almost 70, 75-yard punt later in the game. It's very inconsistent, and it's kind of, I mean, we asked last week, I asked you last week about level of concern with Mevis, and that I think we're just at this point kind of getting to to the point where Mevis is going to be hit or miss. You know, maybe he's just a long-distance guy, and, you know, it, it would be more beneficial to sub someone else in for short kicking. I don't know if you really have that at this point, to be fair. Um, the punting's been a concern throughout fall camp, and uh, you can't, a 17-yard punt in a game like this, you can't have if you expect to win, um, you know, kind of as, as sort of an underdog in this. So. I mean, do you do you see more games in the future where the special teams unit kind of holds holds this team back? I mean, it's not really, like you said, it's been inconsistent. Pretty much going all the way back to um, fall camp. I mean, you talk about those plays you just mentioned. Maybe we don't. That wasn't blocked, right? That, that, it, 
That kick wasn't blocked. As far as we know, it was not tipped or blocked, even though it looked like it did because it was relatively short. But it seemed like it was clean. Yeah, that that was that's a three-point shoot right there. Then you talk about you had the shank punt in the third quarter. Um, the next player and player two later, that was a 43-yard touchdown from Jane Daniels to Brian Thomas wide open in end zone. So that's basically a 10-point swing right there in a game where you um, lose the game by 10 points and all that salt to the moon. Mavis missed another field goal right before the game ended. So I don't yeah. think it's really – I've said this before. It's not all of Mavis. You know they've had some long snapping issues. They've had some holding issues. They've had all of that um, through this 2023 campaign, and it's all really kind of – showing and one thing Griffin said post game was we've had some issues that hasn't really been corrected and it showed up today in loss. They finally caught up to him. So it's just something that they're gonna to have to continue to work on. We have but special teams when they struggle like this throughout the year. It, it's that's something that is concerning to me. It's probably more concerning than where the defense is at right now because it's something that you know it really bites you. It's one of those little things that get at you. Yeah. And I do think, I mean, going far, yeah, I, it can be a debate between what we're more concerned about defense or special teams at this point. I, it, but it's the type of thing when the offense is playing at such a high level, you hate to see these other position groups kind of holding them back in ways. So now looking ahead to Lexington, Kentucky's won eight of the past nine over Mizzou. They've, it's, it's a bluegrass kind of size home that they got to get over next week on the road against a tough team that has yet to play Georgia tonight. So we're going to reevaluate kind of where they stand after this game this evening. But, um, I mean, going forward, the confidence level with this offense is still high, but you're going to be playing a Kentucky team next week with a really stout defense, a great running game that could probably control time possession if you let them, especially after we watched the Mizzou defense kind of get run all over today by, by Logan Diggs and those guys. Going into the Kentucky matchup, is it did today's performance change a lot about your perspective going forward on is the SEC East still within reach? Is, is 9, 10 wins still within reach? I would say yes. I mean, depending on who you ask, it's still kind of wide open. I mean, Georgia's not as impressive as we thought. But going into Kentucky, that's a tough matchup for Missouri. Like, because they haven't won there since 2013, I believe. And, you know, that's a hard, that's going to be a hard place to pick up a victory after today, which you saw with the defense. Of course, you're going to be a little scared going forward. And also looking forward to the rest of the schedule. There's no gimme games. Because even after Kentucky, you have Spencer Rattler, then you have Tennessee, Georgia, all those cats you still have to play. So, they're really going to have to clean those things up, you know, special teams and defense, I think, if they want a chance at an SEC East crown in Atlanta um, late November, early December. So, we're heading into next week. They're just going to have to really just clean a lot of things up, play a more efficient game. I wouldn't say offensively, but, you know, the other two things with the special teams as well. Yeah, and a big, uh, one of the big emphasis post-game that Drake was some players to talk about is that <clears throat> outside of Vanderbilt, who, again, is your East opponent that you're assuming you're going to finish above you have every sec east game still ahead of you a lot of pivotal sweet games coming down the line so we'll see we'll see how the defense continues to develop see if some of the kicking issues get worked out Jaden and i will be in town in lexington for next week's game so you will catch the the next episode of rock and reacts live from lexington next saturday night thank you everyone for tuning into rock m radio a proud partner of fans for a sports network if you enjoyed this episode and would like to see more just like it being directly into your personal device just click the subscribe button below uh, and you can find this podcast through the Apple Podcast app or for iPhone or the Google Podcast app for Android or whatever app you use to listen to your podcast. Uh, we are also available on Spotify. Just search for Rock M Radio. Uh, and if you like other sports, Fans First Sports Network uh, is a podcast network that has uh, coverage of all other teams, Major League Baseball, uh, MLS, uh, NFL, 
whatever you want uh, to listen and, and read about. It is a great, great network full of really fantastic podcasts. So look them up and subscribe uh, to any and all of those podcasts. Uh, Rock M Radio will be back with more episodes coming soon. Thanks.